Hello and welcome to another episode of the Young and Daring Podcast. Joining me in today's conversation is Kelvin Pascal. Kelvin Pascal is currently a software developer and the host of the Intel Neuron Podcast. Kelvin likes artificial intelligence and likes to spend a lot of time thinking about how humans act and make decisions. We had a really nice conversation, so now let's get into my conversation with Kelvin Pascal. Hi, Kelvin. Uh, good to have you on this podcast today. Hi, Caleb. Thank you very much for having me. Uh, let's, let's get started. Let me, let, me, let me start with this. How do we scale for the future? <laughs> How do I scale for the future? Now let's let yeah let let let's bring it down to starting with the the old boys around tech and all that now. So like, how do we scale for the future? Um, I I I I think like the most important thing to be prepared for anything about the future or even now is just to be a good learner. Just you need to just learn how to learn. I think that for any single person that wants to be relevant tomorrow or in the next 50 years if they are still alive is just they just probably need two things to learn how to find information and to learn how to learn that information so i think that's like the two most important skills if you have that figured out you you probably still be relevant because you would not be outdated and yeah, that those are the two because I, I there's something I was thinking about. Um, I think it's this week or last week. For I I I was thinking about you know before how it used to be that people would stay in jobs for probably twenty years, or you know, fifteen years and all those kind of things that they get used to the same routine, the same tools, the same processes. They don't really um, see what is happening in other fields, and I think that um, you know that's that's becoming less less the case right now. If people are like like these days, since information is now more decentralized, we're able to learn new things faster, and you know switch to any kind of field that they want to switch to, and and become and still become relevant in anything that they want to become relevant in. So I, I just think it's um, just knowing how to find information and knowing how to learn that information. That's, that's, I love that. Thank you for that. Um, now, there's, yeah. there's this thing I've, I've been thinking about, uh, I've been pondering about it right now. Uh, I know there's this crazy buzz around tech now. And I'm thinking, uh, are we not throwing the same parts like the way our parents did when everybody then was like, they're not doing medicine, they're not doing law, they're not doing engineering, they're not doing, they're not studying law again. I do see like the core things then. But like now it's like, okay, now everybody's tech, tech, tech. So now I don't think we are like, Throwing that same path with the whole boards around there, because even 
our generation now. You see people get married and be like, oh, my child has to do this, child has to do tech, has to do all that. So are we not turning the same pathway once the test? What do you think? Yeah, I, I feel it doesn't matter because I think everything, the whole process waits out and chooses the people who are supposed to be in the places they're supposed to be in. So t- look at things like um, uh, medicine and engineering and law that people used to praise here. Yeah? So first of all, maybe if a large influx of people want to do these things in the universities, the 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 university first screens them and make sure that okay, the people they feel they should be studying these courses are there. And when these people come out from maybe studying for five years, six years, you see that the people who don't want to study it go to other fields, and people who choose to truly study these things end up being in that profession. So even if anybody wants to, you know, go into tech, double double and check out things, time will tell if they would still be there. And you know, with time they will go back to what is truly for them if tech is not for them. I I I I think tech is kind of an ambiguous word because like there are a lot of things on that tech. So everybody people might find a lot of things to do on that tech. But if you are if if tech is not really for you there are a lot of processes that would that you will go through in life that actually puts you where you belong so yeah i just think that would be the case it doesn't really matter what you actually start with so with time everybody would actually like a lot of people did not dream that they will be in the profession that they are right now so i think everything is just with time yeah that's a very cool take i think i like that uh Tech, the tech, the tech world is quite open to everyone. Yeah, sure. Or like the modern way of doing things. Yeah, I think that's that's pretty cool. Now, yeah, uh, yeah. So that, that brings me to this. Uh, I want to talk a bit about the education system. Okay. So, uh, I don't know. Do you do you think the school system or the education system, let's say in Africa or the world at large? do they do enough to educate like is the current system of education is it good enough do they do enough to educate yeah i i think like currently the education system does like leaves a lot to be desired so i mean that that's not thing that is debatable right now but i i just think that um one of the major causes of this is funding and poor management and we and 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 then again because of this lack of funding poor management and you know and the way the, the system runs it it doesn't make people want to pursue education as much as you would see in other countries because like there's a very direct correlation in, in countries that function well, there's a very direct correlation with the quality of education and then the quality of life and every other thing in general. But when in, in a country that's studying hard might not necessarily guarantee you anything, it, things just fall apart in you know in a certain way. People might choose to do that thing, but that, that was a digression. So I, I just think that 
the education system is like this because of um, two primary things. I don't know. This might be debatable to many, but might argue like that other things cost this thing. The lack of funding and the poor management. The poor management makes the whole system like a playground. So they, they don't take it that seriously because I'm very I'm 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 a little familiar with the education, the American education system from the outside. And I see how this thing runs. That it runs well because there's funding and the, the management is really good. So people take it really seriously. Yeah, people take it as probably a joke. You understand? People who probably don't even want to do these things maybe people who don't want to be in education they are just in it because they have a job you get yeah that's right true. from right from the grassroots from like primary school secondary school people these people probably they, they probably don't want to be teachers they are just there because they have a job that pays they are not passionate about it so <laughs> you can't expect them to actually be passionate about teaching people and impacting knowledge so from the very grassroots um of how of, of the education system like from nursery primary we see all these failures and and i i don't know who is to blame for this because this is like the, the whole pipeline of education in nigeria is needs a a, a lot of fixing i even to be honest i'll, I'll tell you a story of a teacher I had in secondary school, he, he attended a teaching college. So he, according to him, he said he did TC1, TC2 and stuff. But this man, the, the I mean, he probably knows what he, he teaches, but he doesn't sound like someone that any student might want to emulate the way he talks, the way he lives, and all these things. He's so, I mean, he went to, yeah? He doesn't inspire. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I mean, I, I don't know whether he is a true educationist. So, he leaves, he leaves a lot to be desired by students. And and then again, I'm, I, 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 there's something I like to do because... I like to look at things like in a very holistic way. So I try to I try to think about the system, like the system and the lecturers and the students and try to see where all these people are at fault and playing their own bad and, and putting their own um how would I put it like putting bad inputs into the system. So I, I still think that from a holistic perspective i think all of us contribute like students the lecturers are like the educators and the school system in general i think everybody contributes to this bad education system that we have to be honest so we we all have a role or two to play which we don't do. yeah Uh, uh, I know you. Uh, I know you are not big on council culture. Uh, yeah. So how how do you think we can handle conversations without you know bringing in the council culture? Or do you think council culture uh, council culture stepped out of maybe taking things personally or so? Like how yeah. well can people handle things without having to bring this council culture at all? You know, in twenty twenty two is very surprising. 
It's very surprising because if you are familiar with what's happening with Jorogan and and Spotify right now, you would think that Jorogan actually does a podcast and some of the podcast episodes range to like, you know, an hour to three hours. So they go very in-depth to these discussions. So you would assume that they are quite nuanced more than the kind of conversations that happen online like in like on twitter so you would think that from a nuanced discussion you might be able to like you know there'll be a lot of reasoning and you can understand um conversations in context yeah and deeper context because of the length but it's in a sense too i i i i i saw that people don't actually appreciate this First of all, like I like to say that I, I don't appreciate cancel culture at any level at all. Like I, I don't see the need to cancel somebody because of their opinion, because I just feel like I'm not identical to my thoughts. I believe that every human being is not identical to their thoughts. Although some opinions are bad, but the need to label an opinion you do not like as harmful and you know use it to attack another human being just because you don't like an opinion. I, 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 I see, I, it's not very, it's, it's not very smart. Not I, I don't know why people do this. Yeah. I, I don't know why people do this because, because if I, if, if I don't like your opinion and I cannot debate you, I'll rather cancel you. That's how it works now. And, and I, I just feel like I, it's something that I've spent a lot of time thinking about because I've, I've been talking about council culture since since the pandemic since since the early days of the pandemic and yes, what's been yes. happening <laughs> i don't i don't really appreciate it and i i i thought i had a you know i thought i had a model for in my head i thought i had a model for how we can um handle council culture but everything that has been happening with spotify and jurgen has like really cancelled my I was really like um, negated that model because it, 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 I, I used to think that if we sit down and have meaningful discussions, now, right, we can address a lot of issues, but that has been proven very wrong. Look at Clubhouse. Clubhouse came, you know, if you, if you were on Twitter before Clubhouse and Twitter spaces, you would yeah. hear people say that, but we are not ready for this conversation. Let's have this conversation. We need to sit down and have this conversation. All this kind of, yeah, yeah you know, someone will tweet something. Um, someone will tweet something. Um, something that is controversial and like, oh, we are not ready for this conversation. Maybe we should sit down. But Clubhouse came, Twitter Spaces came. We've been having these conversations over. I think. I, 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 do you know something funny? Almost all the conversations that we had on Clubhouse during the pandemic yeah. or or twenty twenty. These are these are the same conversations that we are still having now are still making people hate each other yeah on twitter spaces now so i i don't know what to say i just feel like as a people we we should be more loving and we should tend to not see opinions as identical to people and you can attack an opinion without attacking the person because opinions change over time because i have a bad opinion today doesn't mean i'm a bad person i might have to like i i couldn't i I might not have that same opinion the next day 
I feel like we should attack opinions, not people. Enter arguments with, enter argument and conversations with, um, with a clear mind, with, with not with a mind to attack people. Enter, enter arguments with them. There's this word that I that that that, that I want to use, but I've forgotten. No, no, no problem. I, yeah. I, I think you've you've done justice to that. I, I like it that way. We yeah. we should be more cautious and try to understand people's perspective, even though we might yeah, not agree sure. with it at that time. Yeah, definitely. Now I, I know I know you are into AI and I would just like to ask maybe one or two questions as regards AI. Yeah, sure. So uh lately uh I my feed, let me see my feed, my feed on MC LinkedIn and Twitter, I get because I AI was one of the topics I want to get or situate or post about so. So I see some talks about okay, yeah, everybody know AI is tech of future. Even right now, we know the roles that AI play already in technology world today, even our day-to-day lives already. So now, you know, now I think I see a post that I can't remember the exact figure of okay, by the year 2025, uh, AI will take away social so, so amount of jobs. I think it was in millions. I can't remember the exact figure and like uh it's also bringing us to amount of jobs so like in your own opinion now yeah yeah everybody knows i think even i think a large amount of people should know the importance of AI. now do you think AI is bringing more opportunities or it's taking away more opportunities yeah in terms of anything that's com- that technology is doing like I don't think that I'm opposed to technological progress in any way at all. Because if you look at it, people actually say that uh, people will not have jobs again with the advent of personal computers or with the advent of new tools that with this yeah. software, people will not have jobs again. So all those talks have always occurred during our lifetime, like during the technological um, timeline. So I just feel like as probably there might not be need for certain things again because they'll be automated. There are, there are going to be new things that would come. A lot of new things are being created. That like there are jobs that exist today that were not there last two years, and that's 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 that that, that, that all thanks to technological progress. But I just feel like you know to stay relevant and. To stay updated and to prepare yourself for these things, you should be someone just like I said before that I should be able to find information and be able to and learn how to learn. Because like if yeah. if you if you if you want to really be updated and about what's happening and or how to change, you, you need to be updated and you need to learn how to learn. Because I, I just feel like um We've, we've always been through this phase in the technological timeline. People have always complained, oh, there will not be jobs, oh, this will take our jobs, but jobs, will, there, are, there are always jobs. Jobs are being created every day. And this is all thanks to 
the technological progress. So I don't oppose technological progress at all, whether it's AI, whether it's crypto or anything, there are new jobs that are going to come. And there are people who are going to work with these jobs and these people are going to create more jobs. So, yes. So, uh, with, as much as take away some jobs, definitely creates more to replace what is taken. Uh, okay, yeah, so I'll yeah, be, definitely. I'll be right. Yeah, and I did any. Yeah, like, and, and there's something I want to add. Sorry. Okay. Like, if, if you look at like if you look at the jobs that are being taken away and the jobs that are being created, you see that it, a lot of new jobs that are being created gives us time to be more human. You know, yeah. it takes a lot of the rigorous tax away and let us focus on what really matters and focus on what we do best as humans. Probably making decisions. I. <laughs> I doubt we are, we are able to make better decisions than maybe computers, but you know, there are a lot of things that we humans can do that machines can do. So yeah, it sure. leaves what machines can do for machines and makes and like helps us focus on what we do better. Yeah, it's, it, it's even crazy. At least we can't, the way many of the social media apps work, it already gives us an idea of what AI is capable of, the matrix, yeah. and also, I think. The, the way they make use of the AI technology already, it's, it's amazing. So, yeah, sure. All right, so are there like opportunities or, um, I mean, shortcomings or challenges with AI at the moment? Yeah, I, I, there's, there are like two things at the top of my head. Okay. One, one of them is um, bias. And, um, you know, right now one of the things that people are trying to fight is the bias against you know because if you look at the past years you know ai is just the machine learning, ai is a vague word so let me use machine learning machine learning models are trained on data that existed or patterns that that were made by humans so the data that was used contains patterns that were the data that was used contains human pattern from the past so if if you look at it like um, there was a time when amazon used a machine learning model to screen for jobs so these machine learning models because other recruiters have always been hiring male from top schools this machine learning model just, you know, because they turn it on past data, this machine learning model just assumes that if it is a man, then it has a high criteria to get the job. And is a woman, you know, you could reject her because she ranks lower and all those things. That was um, a bias that was inside of that, 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 that was a bias from that was a bias that the machine learning model acquired from the data. The data that was, this data was generated by human pattern. There was another yeah. time that there was this um, criminal justice AI system that was used to predict whether someone is likely to commit a crime, you know? And that AI model, or sorry, machine learning model profiled black people because they have always historically been known to do more crime and all those things so so the certain stereotypes and biases that 
are in humans get transferred to the machine learning models and it costs more harm than good. There's a lot of um, um, research going on in this space right now. If you're interested in that, you can check AI policy, sorry, AI ethics, AI bias, um, and all those things. If you're interested in that, you should check, you should check them out. So the other thing that I, I wanted to talk about was um was the black box of machine learning. What um like we you know this, this is something I'm also interested in, in in a way, not really not not deeply interested in, but I'll, I'll talk about it now. Machine learning models, when, when you train a machine learning model, it makes decisions for you, it makes predictions, but you're not able to tell what, why it made a certain prediction or what's, I'll use the word like thought process in humans. Researchers say that this, um, because it's a black box, you know, you give it um, data and it makes prediction for you, but you don't, you cannot explain why the machine learning made that prediction or how it made that prediction. But, you know, people say it's a big problem and, you know, but something I, I'll talk about is we humans, can we also sometimes explain our thought process when we make certain decisions or when we make certain predictions? I, I don't think by like to a large extent that we humans most times can explain why we made certain decisions. But you know, some can, but a lot a lot a lot cannot. But like for for algorithms that are going to be used to to this to that for algorithms that are going to be deployed at scale and they are going to be used to they are going to affect our lives by by a large extent. I think they should be able to. Yeah. know why they made certain predictions you know explain why they made certain decisions and all this and so right now these are two short comments in ai and machine learning uh, uh, i think uh as time goes on uh more more and more things will become clearer and there are things that people also tackle going into the future yeah, sure. uh, so um no, uh, <laughs> I've seen some talks about okay, multitasking is bad. Uh, it doesn't give the brain enough time to process things and others. Now, I've known you to be a very good multitaxer for from uni from university days. So, uh, do you buy into that idea that multitasking is bad, or you feel there are some things that work for some people? Yeah, yeah. I, I think it very much depends on the person, but then I think we underestimate the power of our human brain. So some of this research, some of these things that people say, you, you should just ask themselves. <laughs> One very good way to, 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 when people make some kind of statement, just, you can just put source question mark. <laughs> just, just, just to stop them where they are, because some, some of the things that people say, they don't really have data to back it up. I just feel like we underestimate ourselves as humans. Yeah. <laughs> and, I mean, we multitasking might not be really good in the sense that if I'm working on a particular task, I should be focused on that task before probably switching. So how I do how I multitask is that I mean I could be working on a variety of different things, but I make sure that I work on one thing at a time. So if if I have like four different things that are totally unrelated to do in one day 
the best way to do it is to focus on one at a time. I'm no, I'm not a good multitasker like people would. I, from from the outside, it seems I'm doing a lot of things, but I cannot read and be talking to somebody at the same time, or I can't be working and be able to follow a conversation at the same time, or I can't listen attentively or do something like most times when i want to work i actually off music or off podcast because i like actually i, I like to listen to music and podcast sometimes but yeah. the same things that i might want to do that i can't listen to a podcast or even for things that are not really mentally taxing you still see that i can't listen to a podcast and do them um simultaneously so i like to do things one at a time so it still creates room for doing many different things, but you focus on one at a time. Okay, I get, I get that. Okay, uh, you, yeah, a level of psychology, am I right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, I always was fascinated by psychology right from when I was in like junior secondary of yeah junior secondary or something uh, i think this this is something that i know that might interest you so let's talk a bit about that uh it's just i just want us to talk about the way farm base operates on social media especially i think maybe instagram and twitter i think it's a bit crazy over there uh yeah from my own aspect i find it weird or funny that you know people can support their thieves like their favorites rather than you know giving a friend or as a close a close member it supports they will give to their favorite and like okay let's use the town <laughs> that is called social media and I say okay your brother from the trenches now so they would rather help or sub give support to their favorites than give to someone they know that it can impact directly so again as well I it amuses me, and I'm like, what's the psychology behind all this? You know, they even at some stage, people go as far as contributing money, getting like some even contribute the last the last money in the account. It gets this um, their favorite stuff and all that. Like, what's the psychology? What's the idea behind all this? Is it like people want to feel among, or what do you think? Yeah. So I spend my time thinking about a lot of things because some things I, I bother me. So and this is one of the things I think about. I've talked about this a lot. So, so these 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 are my thoughts. So, I I liken this to religion, first of all. So, you know the way I, if maybe if I'm a, let me say I self-identify as a Christian now. If my name is um alex and i said as far as a christian okay i would not like someone to talk bad against my lord and savior jesus christ yeah Perfect. and i would want to maybe i would always like it when i see other people who follow the precepts of our lord and savior jesus christ so this is the same thing with ideology. The way I might serve my God is the same way I might serve an idea. Like feminism is an idea. Yeah. 
if I'm truly loyal to an idea, there are a lot of ideas that people serve. Feminism, equality is an idea. You understand? It's not inherent to humans. It's yeah. an idea. There are a lot of things that ideas that people worship deeply. And people go as far as wanting to kill other people because they don't believe in the idea. Just as some of the Christian battles in the early days and some of those killings so or some muslim killings because people don't believe in my religion so i see ideologies and religions like that like people would human beings are inherently tribal we want to have a tribe so you think about tribes now i brought three ideas tribes religion and ideology yeah. you can liken it to stand culture they need to want to belong and guard that tribe so the way i would do anything to probably guard my tribe or religion or ideology and fight other people who don't believe in it is the same thing as stand culture i'll do anything to see that my so let me pick a popular stand group online um one that I deeply hate is uh, was Tasha's um, forgotten the one that put some kind of something in their Twitter profile. So I I'm I'm, I'm open about it. That I actually um, I dislike all those things. So I um, I've forgotten the name. I've forgotten the name. The, like so, Tasha from Big Brother actually. Um, they have a fan group where people contribute money, people insult other people that don't yeah. support Tasha and all those things. It's like a religion. It's like an idea. It's like a tribe. I now belong to this tribe. I want to fight and make sure that it survives. Like Malians back then, when Malians were thriving, Malian is an idea that this is how I should be. So it, it was like a tribe. And if somebody talks bad about the Malian culture, I'll feel bad. I want to defend. Understand? Even if these things are not necessarily true, I'll make up things to want you to. I'll make up things to make you believe that, to make you believe why you need to be a Malian or something. So, I see all these things as tribes, as religion, and because there's there's there, most of these things are inside the same circle. I I, I don't know if I'm making sense, but. Yeah, there's how it is in my head that these things are connected. They need to belong to something. They need to believe in something. And, you know, nowadays that people are... that Nowadays that religion is um, not as... How would I say it? Like, a lot of people are not religious these days. So, yeah. It leaves a lot of people and... and um, I think um, some people who write who are good thinkers about it is, is um, Simone de Beauvoir and John Paul Sartre. They, they talked about freedom, humans and freedom. That man is free to choose. But these days, you are free to choose, yeah? But now, yeah. some of the things that used to keep people grounded was religion. Religion made them have a sense of meaning a sense of purpose a sense of fellowship a sense of community now if i'm not religious 
I'm probably looking for something else to believe in. There's somebody that made this quote that we killed God. Now we are finding God in other things. I'm probably going to find it so that maybe you can maybe talk about it. I'll, I'll, I'll find it for you. Something like that, that we killed God and now we are trying to find God in other things. So we are trying to find meaning in things. Yeah. We are trying to, try to find tribe in things and trying to find fellowship in other things. So I, I just think that was a big part of stand culture. By the way, there's an episode, there's a full episode on that by by Brain Inspired, so which you my link in your in your podcast. I'll, I'll share the link to you. All right, all right. Thank you, thank you, thank they, you. They did a, they did a full episode on the psychology of stamp culture. <laughs> yeah, they, they were explaining the BTS star movement. So yeah, I, I'll probably share the link to you. Awesome, awesome. Uh, now I know I know you are big on reading and you probably set a target for books you read and all that book. What kind of books do you enjoy reading? Um I I actually don't know because my interest changes a lot. My my interest is very because if I look at my life like in a timeline of probably 10 years, you will see how my interest fluctuates in terms of what I like to read or what I like to watch on YouTube. My interest is very fluid. It changes with the season. So um, I like to read fiction. No, I don't like to read fiction because I, I like to read fiction. I don't read much of it. So this year I'm trying to read fiction. I read non-fiction actually. Okay. I like to read, um, I don't read self-help books because there's nothing new to learn from them. It's just like <laughs> common things we already know. You look at self-help books, several books are like things you, they're obvious, but you, it's, okay. it's just like it sounds it sounds insightful because it's packaged in good english and someone else is telling it to you because most things are common because if, if i read a self-help book i actually already know that oh this thing is good for me this is bad for me you understand it's just that oh somebody's reminding me about what is good and bad for me so but i like to i like to read books i, I learn new things from books that i can stop at the page and probably think for a bit and and it's very important that i can you know ref, i can sit down and think about what i just read not just information that i'm very familiar with already so i some there are good books about history there are, there are good books on history science technology philosophy i read a lot of philosophy too so i, I just like books that make me think or stories that make me think so like fiction most of the fiction i've really enjoyed uh Japanese and Chinese fiction, Murakami, and like one of the really good fiction books I read 2020 was. Um, so definitely, you, you, you have to write books. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I, have, I have books that I would want to read again. Okay. Probably not favorite, but like books that, that are really were very deep and i'll try to read them again uh can you name maybe three or five yeah one book i'll probably want to read again is um thinking fast and slow by daniel kahneman another book i want to read is the three body problem is fiction i've seen seen that book that thinking fast and slow but i've not had time to to read it yet yeah that's one book another book that i'll probably read again is 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 it the controversial one, the um, forty law of 
law of power or something 44 laws of power 40 laws of power, laws of power. so yeah. people yeah 40 laws of so people people don't like that book people think that is manipulators that read the book but i mean just like you live in a world where people are trying to manipulate you or live in a world where you need to see that you just live in a world that most people don't have your best interest at heart so you need to be able to guard yourself you need to know these tricks that people might want to use against you and guard yourself yeah. so that's one that's a, that i mentioned three books now another book i'll probably i'll probably want to read again is anything by john green probably um um Tuttles, Tuttles all the way down is is a nice book it's philosophical too in a way but I, I really enjoy the story it's fiction by the way and um fahrenheit 451 is a nice book it tells you about see so there are two books that mirror a lot of things that are happening now especially on social media and you know it's just life in general right now um okay. 1984 by George Orwell. 1984. And, yeah, 1984 by George Orwell and Fahrenheit 451. These are books where they're setting a time where the people where speech was changed. There are certain words you cannot use. There are certain books you cannot read. Certain things just like imagine now that I they are telling me I cannot listen to a certain podcast. It feels the same thing as telling me I can't read a certain book because it's now censored. There's speech is censored. Certain words are being changed to mean different yeah. things. Certain words now ha- should now have different kind of meaning. So all those kind of things that it's just as if these books they are like prophecies. I see them. Yeah, is it a prophecy? Yeah, a prophecy is what will happen in the future. Those books are like prophecies about and a lot of things are manifesting right now. So yeah, there are good things to check. There are a lot of books that I, I, I could want to talk about, but like I, I don't have a good memory until I see my book list. I remember what I read. Yeah. 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 Thank, thank you for that. Uh, I've picked this down. Uh, I will make sure I check them out. And I'm sure some of my audience also would like to check them out. Uh, I really appreciate you for coming on board Thank you for sharing your knowledge and you know just coming on board. I really appreciate it, man. Yeah, sure, sure, anytime. Yeah. I hope you enjoyed my conversation with Kelvin Pascal. If you like this episode, please subscribe to this podcast on whatever platform you listen to your podcast and share with your friends. Thank you.